We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to the RV32 preseason preview series. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. On today's show, it's the first of the series. We're going to be talking about the Tennessee Titans and I'll be joined in just a little moment by Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com to discuss all things Titans. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports. As I mentioned, Jim will be joining me in just a moment. But first, I want to let you all know, as a listener to the podcast, you can save yourself 30% on a Rotoviz NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This subscription will give you access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Head on over to rotaviz.com to check out the site, and again, it is rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for that 30% discount. After I talk with Jim, I'll be jumping back on for... About 10 minutes to talk through some of the player projections that I have for the team this year. I'll be using some of the apps up there on rotaviz.com and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in just a little moment. At sections during this interview, the volume or the audio may rise in and out and unfortunately that's just down to sometimes these conversations taking place via cell phone. That happens sometimes when we schedule the beat reporters but the content in there with Jim I think is very, very good stuff that you want to listen to and want to hear. So stay with it and I'll be back on the other side to get into those player projections. Now, let's bring on the guest. 
So joining me now on the show is Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com and if you're following the Tennessee Titans and uh, not following on Twitter at JWyattSports, uh, you're just not doing it the right way. Jim, uh, first of all, I guess I'd better say is uh, welcome back on the show. Have me back on, I hope you're doing well. Doing very good, and uh, I know we've had you on now quite a number of times over the last kind of 12 months, and it's always a pleasure each and every time we get to have you on. I want to start off, uh, because there is so much going on with this team, and it's very exciting as we look ahead to the season for the Titans, and we have uh, Mike Vrabel coming in as their head coach, and for me, he's somebody who's obviously very, very young in the game, only 42 years old, started his coaching career in the NFL in 2014. Uh, with the Houston Texans he was their linebackers coach then progressed to their defensive coordinator now he's been hired as the head coach of the Titans and as well Matt LaFleur has come over from uh, the LA Rams as the offensive coordinator he was there uh, last year and it was just you know we've seen what happened uh, with Goff and Co down there in LA so it's been an interesting kind of rise for these two guys on two different sides of the ball but uh, with uh, LaFleur only being 38 and then Vrabel only being uh, 42 it is very young in terms of the the top of the the coaching structure here what has been uh Vrabel's approach so far and uh, what are you expecting from him to uh, kind of as a young coach uh, what can he bring to the titans uh, in 2018 and beyond well i think verbal I man and i've been around since the beginning from the days of jeff fisher you know going to mike munchak to you know to certainly ken wizard to mike mark and now mike Vrabel. i mean he's got a different approach than any of those other guys I've mentioned as far as his, how hands-on he is in practice, how vocal he is in practice. He's a perfectionist. He wants it done right. Uh, and I don't want to say he calls guys out, but he, he corrects mistakes in front of the entire team. I think he holds players accountable. And the reason he does that is because that's the kind of player he was uh, during his 14-year playing career, whether it was with the Steelers, the Patriots, the Chiefs. Uh, I've been to Super Bowls and interviewed former Patriots as recently as this past year. And uh, they'll tell you about Mike Vrabel and his intensity as a player. And if the deal wasn't done right, you know, by a young guy, he'd step in there and do it himself. So he's got a different approach that I think uh, players respect because of his, the success that he's had. But also he's got, uh, you know, he's got, he's a smart guy. He's got a lot of confidence. I think, I think the team will play like that because him and, uh, you mentioned the Matt LaFleur, and I think he does a really good track record, a nice resume working with some good quarterbacks and some really good offenses. I think he's going to help Marcus Mariota, and I think the personality is a good match as well. And uh, Before we get to uh, Marcus Mariota and Matt LaFleur, I guess when we're on uh, Mike Rabel, he's been taken in as a defensive coordinator into the head coaching position. I guess we'll talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball and the expectations for the defense as we head into the season. Last year at times, looked uh, you know impressive but they have improved a lot particularly in the secondary as we move into this season what's your thoughts overall on I guess the, the secondary and of course as a, an entire unit for 2018 well I think the secondary if I've had to name the most impressive unit you know so far this offseason I would say the secondary not just because Malcolm Butler joined them but because you know, a guy like Logan Ryan is back in his second year and Gordy Jackson has the adult heading into his second year the, the, the backups at cornerback, Ty Smith and LaShawn Sims played some meaningful snaps uh, last year in their career. So really good depth, you know, cornerback, uh, safety, you know, kind of buyer returns, who obviously is coming off a cold season when he led the NFL with takeaways with 10, had eight interceptions. He's going to keep getting better. Jonathan Cyprian, I thought, played well when – 
Uh, he came back from his hamstring injury last year. So that's a really good group uh, in the secondary. And I think having uh, you know, a couple of new pieces from here lately with Sean Evans to add to Brian Rockpo with Derek Morgan. Uh, you know, you've already got Jarrell Casey. He's been a disruptive pro bowler. Uh, during his career, I mean, it's a good young defense. Obviously, Woodard, uh, it, 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 I think, had the best year of his career deep into his career last season. Uh, so you've got some faces mixed in with some veterans. Uh, Dean Peace, uh, his approach, I'm anxious myself to see what it's going to be. He replaces Dick LeBeau, who uh, certainly a veteran in coaching himself. But I think I think Peace will uh, you know will bring some new looks. Uh, presents some new changes to offense, and I think it's a group to work with. And uh, when we look back then, obviously, to the offensive side of the ball, uh, there was a lot of excitement around Marcus Mariota ever since he came into the league. But then when we look at, um, you know, the injury two seasons ago, uh, you know, then he's kind of worked his way back. But he just wasn't what we kind of expected last year. And he had the hamstring injury then in the middle point of the season, which kind of slowed him down. But you have talked about this offseason, about how he has looked uh, fast this offseason. You know, he's shed the knee brace. Uh, he wore it for much off last season. And you've talked about his throwing technique looking much cleaner uh, this uh, offseason in OTAs. Looking for that bounce back uh, after 15 interceptions last year, which was the worst of his career. And he's adjusting to the new offense, obviously, this year under the floor. But what what do you think are, are those key differences that you, you've seen and are you expecting uh, for us to see a big jump forward this year from Marcus Mariota? I do see a lot of things working in his favor. I mean, he, last year at this time, uh, he was just kind of getting over uh, the foot injury he had, uh, fractured fibula down in Jacksonville at the end of the 2016 season. He spent most of last offseason just trying to get healthy. And uh, this offseason, he's looked healthy. You mentioned that he, he showed the knee brace. At least he has during the course of the offseason. He, he said himself, he, it's you know, certainly he has the option to bring that back uh, at some point when he's got people around his, his ankles and his feet more. But I think he feels pretty comfortable without it. I think he's looked faster. You know, he organized workouts with the team, uh, you know, with some of the team's receivers and Canadians in California and then back in Nashville during breaks in the offseason. Again, he's been with the team with his before throughout the offseason. Uh, you know, he has worked on his technique, tried to widen his base, which should help him get the ball out quicker, should help him with his accuracy. And I think the offense is going to fit him. I think Matt LaFleur's personality is going to fit him. Pat O'Hara, the team's quarterback's coach, is going to fit him. And uh, he's going to benefit from having an improved receiving core around him. Guys that have matured a little bit, uh, you know, a couple of new faces, certainly – uh, you know, around him in the offense, I, I think all that will work in his favor and will result in him having uh, a better year in 2018. Yeah, and with that, there's a number of different ways that we have to look at it for him. I'm expecting a positive year, but then again, I was expecting it to be hugely positive last year, obviously with them drafting Corey Davis and Taiwan Taylor in 2017. But both of them kind of struggled at certain points of the season to just have that uh, immediate impact as rookies but heading into their second year now Corey Davis looks to be uh, healthy Taiwan Taylor's going to come in we have Richard Matthews who when healthy has been kind of the the go-to target particularly on the third down situations for Marcus Mariota uh, Tajay Sharp who there was a lot of hype around uh, and his kind of rookie mini camp as he headed towards his first season in the NFL he missed all of last season then uh, as a sophomore uh, with a foot injury he's back to compete for his spot so there's a lot of positive areas for the the wide receiver 
Corey here. Are you expecting that jump from Corey Davis? You know, he has all the athletic measurables, but then just uh, from a perspective of uh, completing everything and putting it all together on the field, uh, do you see that happening this year? I do, but it, but it all starts with him staying healthy, and that's you know that is what got him last year. He he did with the hamstring coming in. He just never really was right. He had a couple of setbacks during the course of the season. And uh, I know he was frustrated by that. I think the end of last season helped him. He scored a couple of touchdowns in the last game against the Patriots in the playoffs. Uh, I, I, from what I've seen of him, he looks physical. He looks confident. He catches the ball and snatches it out of the air in traffic as well as any receiver that I've seen. And he's got the body where he can break tackles. So I expect a jump from him. Taylor will benefit from having a year under his belt. Tyson Sharp, yeah, it is going to be his second season. But I think being around last year, even if it was on injury reserve, gave him a chance to get stronger and to kind of study the game a little bit more. Uh, Rashard Matthews has been a veteran that's been dependable and been a big play guy for the Falcons. So I think all those guys uh, have a chance to improve uh, this year. And I think they'll benefit from, you know, from a running game. Uh, that I know but Derek Kennedy and Ben Blue are certainly going to give uh, you know, they're going to give teams some trouble. And I think that's going to open things up in the passing game as well. Yeah, very young at the wide receiver position too, with uh, Richard Matthews being the oldest off that group. You mentioned the running game. Obviously, DeMarco Murray's gone, and it seemed to be a case last year where they were just going to ride him into the ground. They Even in games where he had a lot of hamstring issues last year, they kept going with him. So they've signed uh, Dion Lewis and free agency from the New England Patriots. How do you see the backfield being split this season and that kind of expected usage? At this point, I would be guessing you know, 65-35 split in favour of Derek Henry, and I think Lewis then will get a little bit more of the work on passing downs. But when he has been healthy, Lewis has shown ability to be able to run between the tackles. So uh, how do you see it splitting? Do you think it's going to be something like that, kind of a, a two-thirds to one-third majority, or do you think there's a chance we could see Dion Lewis get a lot more work than many people are expecting? It's going to vary from game to game, and, I, and it's tough for me to really put a number on it without really seeing, uh, you know, how some things play out early in the season. I think if the deciding games, I think if he's able to be a big factor, uh, I think he's go- there's going to be some games where he gets a lot of work. I think Dan Kennedy uh, is another guy who will benefit from the experience. Uh, he no longer has, uh, you know, the he's. You know, without question, the lead back doesn't come here. Now, you know, Derek Henry show, but uh, it's not going to be just him. I mean, Dale Lewis is brought here uh, to be more than just kind of a, a piece in the offense. Uh, he was brought here to, to play a, a big role. And from what I've seen of him during the course of the offseason, he's going to be close to continuing. He's quick. He catches the ball well. He gets through, you know, holes and you know, with, with with tight and tight spaces uh, in a hurry. Uh, and I saw him firsthand, you know, have a big night against the Titans in the playoffs last year. So I know what this guy can do. He did that for me in the course of the season with the Patriots. So he's he's a close back who uh, who I think I, mean, I think those guys will complement one another. I think they really like each other. I think it's a healthy room. Uh, and then Tony Dews leading the way as a team running back coach and. Uh, I, I expect it to be a successful one-two punch, but just what the division of carries look like, I'm uh, not, not really able to go there yet. 
And uh, then when you look at it as well, uh, I was I looked for some questions to come in on Twitter, and one of them was about uh, Akram Wadley, uh, you know, former Iowa running back and undrafted free agent that's been signed. He's five foot ten, one hundred and thirty four pounds, and finished with a, a quite a strong career at the college level. But you know, some people kind of looking at him as somebody who could come in and eventually have some role. Is he somebody you think that's going to make this roster? Do you think that there's uh, the team are looking at it from that perspective? But with an undrafted free agent, it's always very very tough at this stage to to be able to look at them having a roster spot come the final cut down well he, he's he's definitely a talented guy i mean there's no question about that and i think you had five or six teams after him when the draft ended i talked to him a little bit uh before camp he's confident that he, when he gets a chance to show what he can do when the pads come on that he's going to impress uh, but he's got some pretty talented guys around him i mean just talking about Derek. Uh, David Fulwellen is an underrated back who's been around here for a couple of years, and, and coaches love him because he's a good runner. Uh, he, he, he's another guy that can do all the things you want a running back can do. He's really good on special teams. Uh, so so coaches have a lot of respect for him. He can have a hard time beating out David Fulwellen uh, because of his versatility and what he can bring you. Uh, I, I think the question with Wadley is, is, is the team keep a fourth running back? And, uh, and I think there's a chance that could. Now, uh, some other, you know, whatever happens at other positions is going to uh, kind of have a big role in his fate. Uh, if he comes out and tears it up in camp and has a big preseason, certainly he makes the decision for him. But uh, I think, you know, with Wadley, I, I, and, uh, as well as a lot of other positions on the roster i think it's a numbers game and really depends on how many they keep at that position i think he's got a chance to stick and he'll help himself if he can really perform well in camp yeah and people always like you know yeah kind of outlook that at this point of the season it is a numbers game and if you are that third running back on the roster you need to be able to you know perform and special teams have an impact there so it's going to be interesting to see how those guys battle it out uh, i want to talk about the tight ends and delaney walker somebody who i always believe uh, and up until this day still believe is uh, a very very underrated player in the nfl i think it all stems back from when he was behind vernon davis for the 49ers and uh, people really just seen him kind of as a, a hitchback or a blocking tight end at that point but since he's gone down to the titans he's had a really big impact with them and he's been like a you know you've talked on the show before about him being a leader in the locker room but there's another tight end there now and he's bringing him along and that's from last year's draft and it's joe smith do you think delaney walker is still the uh, top dog at the tight end position or do you think we'll see smith get filtered in a little bit more this season as walker starts to get a little bit older so delaney has shown no signs of slowing down and he until somebody knocks him off of that phone <laughs> or somebody outperforms him, uh, he's going to be the top block. Uh, you know, he, he's got a phenomenal work ethic. He's got an incredible uh, resiliency to him. And, uh, and he, when he hears talk about people wanting to slowing down or, or talking about how many years he has under his belt, I think it just adds more fuel to the fire for him. I mean, he, he's not going to go quietly uh, in this league, and he's uh, he's defending his position well. Uh, you know, this off season he's looked great. He's diving for balls in practices, and so you wouldn't expect a later twelve year pro to be doing uh, you know off season work. But he's showing up every day. He still looks great. Uh, he continues to get to Pro Bowls, and uh, uh, with that said, I mean I think James Smith very talented. I, I was impressed with what he was. 
was a rookie last year. I was impressed with his ability to make some catches, uh, you know, down the stretch in some pretty big games. It didn't seem like it was too big for him. So I, I do think he's going to continue to get chances. But, um, you know, I, I can't see a scenario barring an injury where he's unseating Lee Walker and playing more snaps than he is. Yeah, I think we might see some more two tight end, uh, you know, plays this year for for the Titans to get him on the field a little bit. You know, he's very athletic, but there's no doubt about it. And you mentioned, with, or I mentioned with Walker as well when he was with the 49ers. I think people talk about you know players getting older, but I think Delaney Walker probably still feels you know a lot younger than he, he is in terms of playing age because he missed out in those couple of early years where he was sitting a little bit more behind uh, Vernon Davis. And uh, the last question I have before we wrap it up is uh, looking at Marcus Mariota and obviously a huge component to him whether it was at college or whether it's been his time in the NFL so far has been his ability to run the ball and uh, you know what designed runs but he's picked up a couple injuries as we mentioned already over the last couple of years do you have an expectation this year for for there to be more frequency in terms of the designed runs called for him or do you think it's something that they're going to be uh, keeping him a little bit safer. I know you mentioned uh, that he looks a lot faster in training. Do you think that those designed runs are going to be a major part of the game plan this year for the Titans? Well, I think you have you know obviously a lot of RPOs run pass options where he's going to have the option to run, and I think they'll pick their spots where he runs it. But I uh, and put him in harm's way. I think Marcus does a good job of, and he knows how to get down. He knows how to slide. Uh, you know, he he doesn't take a lot of big hits. Now, he's a, a injury, the fracture fibula he suffered came when guy got him from behind. He he got a couple of you know his, his knee injuries that it happened as a rookie. You know, he happened with him in the pocket. You know, the, he, he had a hamstring injury uh, that he suffered when he was sprinting to the end zone. Uh, they'll put him on the move some, but I do think they're going to be very careful not to let him take hits. I think they'll pick their spots. And I think they're going to put some of it in Marcus's hands and say, hey, go make a play. But uh, but be, you know, I think the last thing Titans fans want to see is an extended period of time. Yeah, it's certainly. Uh, that, I think that's definitely for sure. And with the uh, injuries to the quarterbacks in this division over the last couple of years, uh, that's not something the Titans fans will want to see move onto their quarterback again. Jim, it's uh, been great as always talking with you. For all the listeners, make sure you're following Jim on Twitter. It's at Sports and follow all the great work he's doing with TitansOnline.com. Uh, Jim, until the next time, take care. Appreciate you having me on. I always enjoy you. Very knowledgeable about the Titans. Uh, and certainly the NFL so I appreciate you having me on the show I, I enjoy it every time once again that was Jim White of TitansOnline.com follow him at Wyatt Sports and sorry again for some of the uh, quality of the sound bumping up and down there it's just with uh, recording a cell phone sometimes unfortunately these things happen hopefully you enjoyed the content so I'm going to get into it now talking a little bit about these players based on the projections and if you have been over at rotaviz.com uh, over this offseason you'll see some of the fantastic work that's been done by Dave Cabin on some of the tools we still have the app section but we also now have the FF draft prep section so you can uh, if you're signed up to rotaviz you can get access to all of those tools that he has and it's uh, just some fantastic stuff the fantasy stat explorer if you're drafting there's a draft dashboard and there's a projection machine there's just so much uh, that you can get up there and today i'm going to be using the projection machine looking at the titans to look through some of what i expect to happen this year and talking back about some of the key points that jim made so we're going to look at the running backs because i think a lot of people are interested in that this year we kind of touched on the the bottom end of this roster with 
uh, David Flew Island and a, and a Crum Wadley. Uh, I think it's going to be a case of the two of those guys just fighting it out at the end of the roster, and I don't expect much usage either way, even uh, with them. Uh, both making the roster one of them making the roster I think you'll see one of them make it I think Wadley may even end up back on the practice squad we'll see what happens there if they can work that through the key areas here are Derek Henry and Dion Lewis I mentioned Lewis coming over from the Patriots and free agency so when we look at my expectations you know we had last year Dion Lewis having a, a lead role along with Rex Burkhead in that Patriots offense he had 180 rushes last year 32 receptions I think we'll see a, a drop down in those rush attempts but I think we'll still see quite a good workload for him and then I think we'll see a little uptick in his receptions because I think he's definitely uh, proven throughout his career that he's able to receive the ball and work with the ball in space better than we've seen with Henry uh, over his time in the NFL so Henry though on the other hand I think we're going to see a bump up in his rush attempts but it was looking a lot more positive pre-Lewis coming in because as I mentioned people think of Lewis as a pass catching back but he certainly uh, can run between the tackles he has proven that uh, over his time when he's been healthy with the Patriots including last year when he averaged five yards per carry six touchdowns and 896 yards on the ground so this year i've been projected for 130 carries on the ground and uh 44 receptions in the air so i think he's going to have a very strong rb tree kind of range uh, you know if you're playing the zero rb strategy i definitely think there's worth taking there but he's just probably a little bit rich at his current adp when you look then at derrick henry people probably expecting a huge bump and then i mentioned lewis came in uh, he's still going to get a bump in those carries without demarco murray being there but he had 176 last year i've been projected this year for 228 carries and then when we're looking at receptions it hasn't been a huge part of his game his time in the nfl this year i will say that i think we're going to see probably double what he did last year but last year was only 11 receptions 131 yards so we're going to see in and around the 20 to 25 receptions this year for him but 228 carries on the ground so i think we'll see him approach that thousand yards i don't know if he'll make it there but i think it'll be very very close and i think we'll see him finish you know within between six and eight touchdowns so i i really like uh, derrick henry this year but i just think that you know maybe maybe some people if they had uh, drafted into him last year might uh, set out this year might project a little bit of value to him but i think looking at where he's going in current drafts usually in around the third round i think that he's going to be a little bit too rich for me in my drafts when we look then through the rest of the positions the wide receivers obviously a deep position for them and if we're looking at Mariota taking a step forward we're going to have to look at some of these guys stepping up to the plate Corey Davis injuries have been his issue since pre-draft pretty much last year you look at what he did last year he still had 65 targets but unfortunately 34 of those were only receptions so a very per uh, you know completion rate going his way last year finished with 375 yards and a lot of hype around him so when we're looking here at what he could do this year there's a, I think that like there's a huge touchdown uh, upside with him but again health is the key I've been projected for 114 targets on the year again I'm, I'm concerned about uh, you know the the catch percentage is going to go his way uh, and I think he's going to finish in around 70 catches on the year short off the thousand yards I think there is a lot of upside with Davis but it's really hard to just project it all going in just based on uh, you know he had 20% of the targets last year uh, and the way things finished up when he was healthy that is 20% in the games that he was healthy but I think he has the chance to become the number one wide receiver this year for this team and that's what the team obviously drafted him for last year and hope that does happen when we look at then Richard Matthews somebody who I think has been criminally underrated a little bit like Delaney Walker uh, he came over from the Miami Dolphins a couple of seasons ago 
and looking up at the projections I have for him here on the projection machine uh, last year 87 targets 53 catches did spend quite a bit of the time last year injured but then again I mentioned as well how key he has been to Marcus Mariota on third downs in particular so when we look at uh, Richard Matthews this year I think he's just going to fall short of the 100 targets but I think it's a 1A and a 1B I don't think it's Corey Davis being the clear-cut alpha number one I think that could happen in the future but this year I think it's 1A 1B I've him projected for just slightly less than I have with Corey Davis and then on the reception side uh, you know 64 receptions for him again just short I think the two of them are going to siphon each other a little bit in terms of the yardage uh, and um, I, I'm quite excited about Matthews and his position in draft so a lot a lot cheaper uh, than Corey Davis going off current ADP and uh, he's somebody that I own in a lot of dynasty leagues from prior to him coming over to the Titans and um, you know he's somebody that I'm excited to be able to use this year I think there will be value there all season long then the last two Taiwan Taylor Tajay Sharp both uh, you know younger players this is a very young roster when you look at it in terms of the pass catching options outside of Delaney Walker we're looking here then at Taiwan Taylor and Tajay Sharp I think it's going to be a case but like those running backs one of these guys is going to have an opportunity depends how camp goes I think at the moment that guy is going to be Taiwan Taylor last year uh, 27 targets 16 receptions so not much of an impact in his rookie year this year I think he is going to be the clear wide receiver tree in this team 53 targets and 29 receptions I think when you look as well he's uh, you know last year in particular 14.4 as his average depth of target this team in general has had a high average depth of target that's something I like so much about Richard Matthews he's averaging kind of around 15 uh, between 14 and 15 over the last couple of years yards per target last year was 15 so I'm interested to see if that keeps up this year if we see Marcus Mariota starting to go a little bit more downfield so uh, I'm, I'm interested to see with him in second in a second year if you're playing in best ball leagues I certainly think he is worth a shot you know deeper down in those uh, drafts so keep an eye out for Taiwan Taylor uh, in preseason this year see what he can do then I guess we have to talk about the tight ends you have Delaney Walker we kind of touched on it Delaney's the top dog here he's going to get the majority of the work pretty much all of the work uh, I think it's going to be a two-thirds to a third split between uh, the two of them last year he had 111 targets 74 receptions I have him very similar this year 104 targets and uh, have him penciled in then for 69 receptions when you look at what he has done since he went to the Titans has been extremely productive he just gets the job done he's one of the most underrated players I've kind of touched on that every time I talk about Delaney Walker I think I, I say the word underrated uh, and he has three consecutive top five uh, campaigns at the tight end position he has five straight top 12 campaigns and he's played in at least 15 games each of the last seven seasons so he's very durable uh, very athletic he is 33 years old but he's still uh, kind of he's I, I think he's a tight end one possibly pushing up there into those top six tight ends and he's going at a very good value at the moment John o. Smith somebody who certainly fits the athletic profile um, and last year you know he focused more on the blocking as a rookie 160 pass routes on 523 snaps and he had 18 catches for 157 yards while I do think he will get opportunities this year and you'll see some two tight end sets going down there in Tennessee I've projected for very much the similar thing I talked about this in a number of shows before tight ends tend to be a position where year one and year two is developmental and then year three and year four and year five is where they really step up and Delaney Walker somebody who I think is taking Johnny Smith uh, under his wing showing him the ropes but I still think it's too early barring injury for Smith to have a major impact at any point this season I think he's somebody who uh, will go undrafted in the vast vast majority of leagues the last person to talk about then I guess is Marcus Mariota 
somebody who, if you're a long-time listener to any of my shows, you'll know that I'm a fan of. Last year was not uh, the year he was probably hoping for. 13 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He did have five rushing touchdowns on the year. Uh, but this year, health and uh, all the things we talked about with Jim, about you know looking faster, having that knee brace off, looking freer, uh, passing motion seems to be better. There's times when uh, Marcus Mariotti just looks exceptional. He kind of has been a little bit blotchy in his career where he's had three or four games where he's looked exceptional and then it hasn't worked out for him for a stretch then or maybe four or five games as well. So it's about putting all that together. Uh, he has been an aggressive passer. Uh, 2017, he had an average depth of target of nine yards. So uh, that was his career low. Even with those injuries over the last two years, he's added 661 rushing yards on the ground, seven touchdowns. So I think, uh, you know, we'll see him uh, targeting him, myself, a lot. And not even targeting him, <laughs> owning him in a lot of my dynasty leagues. Um, you know, the post-hype uh, sleeper, hopefully, is coming here with Marcus Mariota in 2018. Having projected for 24 touchdowns, uh, 14 interceptions. And then I think the Russian attempts will be there again. He had 60 last year, as I mentioned, even with uh, some limitations. So uh, just over the 60 mark, uh, close to the 70 mark with 68 rushes for the season is my projection there for him. And uh, a couple of Russian touchdowns, uh, three Russian touchdowns in there as well. So Mariota, I think again the key is can the wide receivers deliver? Corey Davis has all the hype built around him can he step up to the plate if he does that's a big boost to Mariota Delaney Walker is there he stays healthy big boost to Mariota I just think there's a lot here Dion Lewis comes in the pass catching ability that he provides there's just so much opportunity for this team uh, to bounce back from what they produced last year which even though they made the playoffs wasn't all that impressive new head coach new I'm, I'm excited to do what Le, see what Lafleur does uh, you know on an offensive side of things, we all know last year that the, the coaching situation just did not look good there. Um, you know, I just uh, I, I was glad the change happened when they made the playoffs. I didn't think it was going to go. I never want anyone to lose their job, but I think that uh, this was the correct decision to make the change. So exciting times coming up here for the Titans fans for this season. I hope you've enjoyed listening into this one. My guest today was Jim White of TitansOnline.com. Follow him on Twitter at JWhiteSports. My name's Colin Kelly. This has been the first edition of the RV32 season preview series. We will be talking all 32 teams, all 32 teams with beat reporters and a lot of interesting stuff coming up over the next kind of five to six weeks. There's going to be uh, a lot of stuff to catch up on and get you ready for your drafts, get you ready for the NFL season. So stay tuned. Give me a follow on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Make sure you're following Rotoviz Radio on Twitter as well. And again, you can check out that 30% discount over there at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. So until we're back with another edition of the series, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz RV32 Season Preview Series. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Podcast channel on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub drink and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub salad or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community. 
This September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub, drink, and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub, salad, or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.